Today's guest is Kirk Stanky of Stanky Law Firm, a multi-state law firm that's online and available over the phone 24-7, focused on family law. If you ever wanted someone available for family law, you now know someone who is available at all hours. They are multi-state, and they're working on expanding. What's great is how Kirk goes into discussing what lessons he took when he started out as a supervisor at Six Flags into how he runs his multi-state law firm today. You also get to look at a picture of someone who's building culture across his company and how he ended up in family law to begin with. This is a conversation for you if you yourself are in need of anything related to family law. Without further ado, Kirk Stangy, Stangy Law Firm. Kirk, thank you so much for stopping by. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Look, it is rare that I get the chance to speak to someone in law. And I think it has a lot to do, outside of like friends and colleagues I may have, I think it has a lot to do with the way one has to market. And I want to get into some of that eventually because I read an article that you had put out and it talked about how pivotal that was to your firm's success. But before we go there, I want to give the listener a chance to sort of understand the man we're talking to here. And I was wondering, growing up in Fenton, Missouri, how do you think that upbringing influenced your approach to your career? Well, I mean, I, I was always taught you have to work hard if, if you want to get anywhere in life. And, you know, nothing was ever just given to me. You know, my my origin's very lower middle class. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad was a, a school teacher, so he didn't make a lot of money. Um, so just working hard, you know, that that whole mindset of working hard and and putting in the extra effort, not taking anything for granted was was something I, you know, was I think ingrained in me pretty hard as a child and and still stays with me today. I love that, man. And thank you so much for sharing. I'm curious, you, there's, in that article that I was referring to, uh, you mentioned working at Six Flags, right? How has that been instrumental to your success in the law firm? Yeah, I mean, that job was was huge for me. And I think it was a a big uh, confidence boost. I think it also taught me a lot of management skills, communication skills that have really stayed with me today. But I mean, I started working at the log flume, (laughs) you know, just working a ride and and then eventually I moved up to being a ride supervisor. And by the end, I was uh, supervising a third of the park uh, when I was there on a daily basis. And then I quit working there when I got accepted into law school. You know, I ended my days at Six Flags, but they were they were big days because, I mean, I had, you know, lots of people working under me on any given day. I had to staff all these rides. I mean, rides would shut down uh, from time to time. There'd be employees that would be fantastic and would be a pleasure to work with. and there'd be employees that weren't very motivated and, and you'd have to, you'd have to stay on them. And I even kind of joke today. I mean, I have more than 20 offices and, you know, it kind of feels like my rides. I mean, every day, even today, I got to make sure these, these, these offices are staffed with people that were providing good service and the doors are open. And, and so, yeah, I, I even joke too, as I go around to my offices at Six Flags, we call it making rounds. So when I'd work an eight hour shift, They'd want me to make three rounds to each ride. So I would just kind of rotate around the rides. So even today, I, you know, I joke that I make rounds to my offices. You know, I'll fly to cities and hang out for a day and then, you know, go to different one of my offices a different day. And so, yeah, that management experience was huge, huge for me. You said 20 offices? Yeah, I think we've got 24 offices as we sit wow. here today. We're still growing. Yeah, so it's, and- uh, it's a big, big operation in seven states. 
Yeah. And what is that like from like the initial steps of launching a firm and finding your first clients? Because there's so much compliance and so many things that you have to worry about that generally speaking, other businesses don't. How difficult was it to land your first client? And based on your experience, would you say it's different from general other businesses? Um, well, it, I mean, it's different than other businesses for sure. I mean, being in the legal field, obviously, we've got compliance issues. You know, we've got to set up trust account in the states that we go into, and we've got to register with the Secretary of State and and make sure we've filed the necessary paperwork with the Supreme Court in each state in order to to have our law from there. But you know, from there, it's it's finding space in a good location. It, uh, you know, that makes sense. And then finding an attorney uh, to come in uh, to work for the firm. And we're unlike other firms, but a lot of other businesses do is, you know, you come in and you buy out another business, you buy out a local law firm. We literally have started each of our offices from scratch. Like we'll come in, we rent space, we bring in an attorney, and then we run a marketing plan. And, and we just start this thing from scratch, which I know kind of amazes some people that we do it that way, but we've done it and it's always, always worked out. But I love that specifically because you know all the ins and outs of what you built as opposed to having to learn what someone else built. That makes perfect sense. Now, you mentioned marketing. And like I said in the article earlier, that was very pivotal to the way you succeeded. I happen to know that there's a lot of compliance that goes into, because I remember at some point when I first started and I was a digital marketer, I thought focusing on law firms and lawyers and in the legal field would be a great way for me to specialize and move in that direction. Then I started realizing it's not that easy to market specifically for law firms. There's a lot that you can and can't do. What was that like? How did you overcome that? And without sharing your secret sauce, obviously you don't want to give away anything that you do, but I'm sure there were some interesting approaches you had that maybe you can share and open up about. Yeah, I mean, one of the big things we did at the firm, which was different than a lot of other people back in the day. And other firms have kind of caught up in a way, but I still think we're ahead of the curve is, is the online marketing. The bulk of what we've done has been online in terms of adding content to our webpage. And we've got a webpage with tons of content. So as we go into a new state, you know, we're adding tons of legal content about divorce and family law onto our webpage. So it begins with that content. And, you know, the content is, is written content, but then we'll typically do videos uh, as well, and and have that added to the web page, uh, but then it is a lot of SEO, you know, just in terms of you know getting up through Google My Business and getting all the local listings up throughout the web for our business. You know, there's countless web directories up that are out there, uh, and then trying to work to get linking going back to to the content that we have. Obviously, if you can get organic linking, if you can get other legal sites you know, newspapers, stuff like that to cover you, that's good. There's also paid linking uh, that's, you know, that at times we do through different directories that helps. Um, yeah, I have a podcast. So I mean, doing a podcast and then linking a lot of that content into these local pages uh, get us up there as well. But I mean, the, the big key is that online marketing. And what we do through our webpage is quickly ascend to page one on the search engines for for folks that are looking for divorce and family law attorneys. And that that's been our bread and butter. And that's the thing I think that we're best at and that we have kind of unique knowledge and skills on that most average family law attorneys don't, don't have. And then, you know, we've had, we add on, we'll do some radio advertising. We've done some TV back in the day, but most of that's just kind of branding. The yeah. bulk of it, the look <laughs> of our lead is all online. And we do paid, you know, pay Google ads and we've been big on uh, paid social media 
I mean, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we've even delved into like Pinterest, Reddit, wow. uh, ads, stuff like that too, where you've got, you know, you've got that social media advertising coming as well. I really respect, look, when I hear you speak and, and your ideas about marketing and how you approached it, you almost became a digital marketer in and of itself just to understand how to position your business in the best way possible, which is excellent. Uh, that in itself is a yeah. whole skill set. I'm sure you're watching how it's evolving as technologies are changing. And to hear what you've been able to do, where you put your money in, even experimenting with certain areas and knowing that it was an experiment, but you were going to see where it's going. That's the attitude to have that I think is going to keep a standing law firm going for the long run, especially as technologies change. And I'm, I'm so glad that you sort of broke that down because that just goes to show the way you approach. Now, I'm curious why you chose family law, right? Uh, now, some people get into law from the people that I know personally because they had something in their life and family and then decided, you know, they never wanted to go through that again and they wanted to know what was going on. It sounds like your family was pretty close and then you were okay. I could be wrong and I'm assuming here, but if it's not that, what was the motivation for family law? You know, it was, a, it was just a big accident, you know, kind of, kind of one of those destiny moments, if you will. I, I worked at a general practice firm when I, when I got out of law school, it was a very small firm. It was, there were four, I think four other attorneys at the firm and there was one attorney who did family law and he was out on medical leave uh, for a while. Uh, he got sick and they were like, Kirk, you got to, you got to take on his family law clients. We need somebody to do it. And so that's where it began. And, and you know, I before I knew it, I had other people referring other people to me. And, and it just kind of evolved. And, uh, you know, the first five years I practiced, I did, you know, some other civil litigation in other areas. But at a certain point, probably about five years out, I finally figured out family law is my ditch. That's what I'm best at. And, and that's where the business is coming from. So eventually I just embraced it and, and went with it. But it was definitely not the plan. Now, what is on site for the future of the Stanley Law Firm? I mean, you have 24 offices, like you said. Where where are your plans now, if you can share some of that? Yeah, I mean, we, we keep growing. We keep adding offices. So that'll be our plan. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, solidifying some of the newer offices that we have. I mean, just in the last couple of years, we've gone to Omaha, Nebraska, and Lincoln, Nebraska, and Indianapolis. We opened an office up in Chicago. We actually just opened up in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, so I think solidifying some of these these newer offices that we have will be will be a big piece. And then once we get that stuff solidified, you know, we go where the where the market demands. I mean, it seems like as we go in, there's a need. You know, as we go in, clients are calling and reaching out to our firm. I mean, we offer something that's a little bit different than a lot of other family law firms. There's just not a lot of big family law firms in the country. Most family lawyers tend to be sort of small firms, solo practitioners. So there, there does seem to be a lot of folks who welcome us as we come in. They think, wow, this is a big family law firm, you know, with a lot of resources and a lot of attorneys and a lot of knowledge and, it, 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 and they niche just in family law. So, you know, I, I would say solidifying what we have and then, then expanding in a responsible manner once we get that stuff solidified. And I was going to ask, what what is the main benefit of going with someone like Stangy Law Firm that has so many resources versus a solopreneur? I think you sort of alluded to that. Is there anything you can go deeper on to sort of make that value proposition clearer? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the fact that we're a larger firm, you know, gives the clients a lot of resources. Obviously, attorneys at the firm can rely on a lot of other attorneys at the firm for information and their past experiences, which is different than you know, smaller firms, uh, you know, other things we've done, which I think clients 
have embraced. And again, I think these are things that we were ahead of the curve on. Other firms have sort of caught up, but I think I think we're still ahead for most firms. Is you know we offer clients twenty four seven access to their file online, so all their legal documents and pleadings we upload to a portal uh, called Your Case Tracker, and the clients are able to view these documents. You know, save them as PDFs. That that was pretty unique, and I would say when we started doing it, nobody was really doing that. Um, obviously, our webpage has lots of information, which is different than most other firms too. And so I think that is unique. We have a mobile app even where people can listen to the podcast and watch videos and and these kinds of things. But but yeah, I think all of that offers a you know kind of a unique experience for a lot of for a lot of individuals. Now, you, most of the audience, the bulk of the demographic that listens to this show are uh, startup founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs. For me, when you step into launching a new location, because some of them have been franchisees, uh, franchisors, right. things of that nature. How do you establish the culture? Is it sort of a culture across all locations that is fundamental first and then local culture? Because I think there is a difference when you start going into multi-state. I'd love to know your approach as, as an owner. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely one unique culture within the firm. I mean, in, in a broad context, obviously, there can be differences within each individual office. But I mean, you know, obviously, we're all on a mission to help individuals going through divorce and family law matters. You know, I mean, I don't want to be cliche, but we're here to help them get through it, rebuild their lives. So I think we're all on mission from that standpoint. But, you know, obviously, within each individual office, we have unique personalities and and different folks. And so, you know, different offices can have their own nuances. We do, like I said, we talk about making rounds. I try to get to, to, to the offices. I have other folks who tour around and get to these offices and try to keep these things uh, unified as much as possible. But yeah, it gets, it's challenging with each location and at a given time, you know, there can be different nuances and variances within, within each of these offices. Now, because you've been at the helm of technology as it's been changing, I'm curious to know, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm curious to know your thoughts on the way technology is changing and how that's going to influence the work of law firms in the future. I'd love to know some of your thoughts on that because you've been at the helm of technology for as long as you have. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think the the you know the paperless uh, filing system we have is is definitely a norm in the legal system. I mean, back in the day when I first started practicing 24 years ago, almost everything was paper. You know, so this this moved. Uh, you know, getting everything filed online, uh, you know, a, a lot of the email communication with the clients. Uh, I mean, all of that has changed. I mean, just from from paper to paperless has been a big, a big change in the legal system, you know, which is, I think, affected other industries too, but it's, it's huge, huge in the legal industry. Um, you know, obviously COVID really brought on the advent of video technology. I know when COVID hit, you know, we, we did some virtual consults, but it wasn't very common. Now it does seem like that is kind of the norm in a lot of ways. A lot of clients would prefer just to jump on a Zoom appointment <laughs> versus, you know, incur the gas and, you know, drive to the office. So that that has been a huge uh, change, uh, which I think obviously is here to stay. It's been a huge change for my employees too. You know, everybody wants to have so many work from home days, you know, <laughs> you got to give, you got to give it to attorneys in this day and age. They all want these hybrid working relationships. Uh, so that, you know, that's here to stay. That isn't going to change. So I think, you know, I think those have been big pieces, uh, you know, as well, just in terms of the day-to-day -day work and within a law firm. Every day we've got so many people working from home, utilizing their work from home time, which was, you know, not the not the case before COVID. 
Now, because of because of what you just said there in regards to the work from home, how does that reflect on someone who worked from the ground up the way you did coming from the Six Flags world to watching the way cha- things have changed? Do you, uh, There's obviously a case to be made for remote because of the traffic and things of that nature. Wow. I also think there are some things that just happen spontaneously when working as a team that maybe wouldn't happen over a video conference, the same way that us having a conversation in person would be a different energy. I'd be able to see different things in your body language, things of that nature. Do you have any thoughts on that matter? Are you excited? Not necessarily for it, but dealing with the way the times are working, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously face-to-face, being there in person is, uh, you know, is advantageous. I do think from my vantage point, when I look at productivity numbers and metrics and work quality and content and, and just, you know, the efficiency, Folks do tend to be more efficient as a whole when they're in the office and at home. Um, you know, I look at productivity numbers from work from home and, you know, it's a little bit lower, a little more distractions <laughs> for some folks. You know, there's some work and a little more, a little more playing going on too. But I think as a, you know, as a business owner, you know, you have to embrace it at the same time because it's the future, it's the norm. At this point in time, people want it. Uh, uh, I mean, I think employees demand it. And I think, you know, it's swimming upstream to fight it too hard. So for me, it's been a, you know, more a matter of, okay, how do we implement it and incorporate it and how do we make it work and knowing that there's some challenges by not having that face-to-face and and knowing that productivity is going to dip a little bit, but how do we work that into the financial equation, the business equation to make it work? You know, as a business owner, I think, uh, you know, you've got to progress, you've got to move. And, you know, I know things aren't just going to stay static. And if I try to keep it that way, you know, I'm not going to have very many happy employees. So, you know, you weigh that into it too. So you know, I, I, you know, there's some reticence with it, but hey, it's, it is what it is. For me, this says a lot, this entire conversation, because we're talking to someone who's leading a multi-state firm who has the flexibility to understand where technology is going and adapt that to helping them become the most prominent and visible firm for those who really need it when they run into family law issues. At the same time, there's a flexibility and a trust in your team that you understand if they have needs, you can work towards that. So when I think of someone who's leading a firm like that and then positioning themselves to be of service to society in all those states, I can't think of a better firm to work with when there's that kind of leadership and your openness and eagerness for the way the future is unfolding. That's really something that came across in this entire conversation as I threw questions at you. So I want to roll out the red carpet for you and allow you to tell people, where do you prefer for them to connect with you? Uh, When is the best time to reach out to you? Obviously not when it's too late, right? But when is the best time for someone to start considering family law help? Well, I mean, you know, we've tried to make ourselves available 24-7. I mean, that's one of the things we do pride ourselves on. Um, You know, that's another unique feature of our firm. You know, we've got an after-hour call service that's answering the phones. You know, it could be three, four in the morning. Somebody's got a family on me. They can reach out at any time. And we've got an online chat on our webpage as well where folks can reach out. But obviously, like any business, you know, that 9 to 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. time frame, Monday through Friday's peak time. But again, I know in family law, you know, urgent things happen. You know, people get in fights with their their ex or their, you know, there's some, some problem at a custody exchange or something like that after hours. So I know in our line of business, you know, that 24-7 availability, I think, is critical. I think that's another thing that sets us apart. You can, you know, you can reach out after hours. Like a doctor's office, we basically have a 24-hour 
exchange. So if you need us after hours, we're here, but definitely 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, the, the peak time. Right on. And is there a phone number you want to share or a website in particular that you want them to reach? Yeah, the phone number is 855-805-0595. And then the webpage is stangylawfirm.com, which is S-T-A-N-G-E lawfirm.com. Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I think we had a very revealing conversation about your leadership skills. You even broke down how you view culture in the workplace, uh, emerging technologies. I can think of very few lawyers that are abreast of all of that instead of just focusing on their vertical. So for me, that makes you an entrepreneur in my book. Uh, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you having me.